adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Episode 85, we are back, No Snooze Podcast. I am here with the greatest trio in the game, Michael the Show Pirelli, Claudio the Voice, Valenzuela. I am Dave the Body Regina. I don't know where Justin Satchel Sanchez went. I think he got famous and left on us. It's very possible. What do you think about that? If anyone out of a group is going to get famous, <laughs> it's, it's that kid. <laughs> Listen, if you're listening on drop day, happy Monday to you. New week, new energy. Let's finish this year strong. I know it's been a tough December. Um, you want to try to get into some pod bod? I mean, your your quads, I'm looking at them right now. Busting they are absolutely flawless. I didn't feel great last week, and I was fighting some allergies. Livy didn't sleep a lick. But the positive was my uh, appetite was suppressed. And suppressed. I feel like okay. I had my best week of eating Very nice. because I just didn't eat for the week. Okay. So I'm momentuming into this week, which I've been perfect. Beautiful. Oh, wait, not perfect. I had a little, <laughs> pump, I had a little apple pie last night. little donut. <laughs> but I, I looked at my cows, and I was like way underperforming on the total cows. Okay. But I got some steak on sale. Ooh. Air fryer steak. Talk to me about the sale, though. Way to live. I, this, this excites uh, me. So I'm trying to figure out what's the best bang for my buck on steak. Mm-hmm. But I can't go too far into like flank steak because yeah, it's just no. not enjoyable. So Where I do stick you to like the top sirloin stop and shop. Top sirloin, yep. which is like 50 grams of protein for like seven bucks. Yes. Or I got a big skirt steak, was a, which is a total skirt. of 80 grams of protein a lot. for like eight bucks. So that was a nice That's buy. That's beautiful. But that was like one of those yellow mm-hmm. tag sales. Do you guys catch and stop and shop? Because ShopRite, for me, what they do is they do the porterhouse and the... Um, uh, for what they do, you hear what he said? What they do for me? Well, no, like, I go right to them. Yeah, I'm sure because you probably eat half of their. <laughs> no, their I'm serious. Meat. Like the, the butcher, they do it for you. If they don't have any porterhouse out, I'm oh, like, hey, do they have free. any porterhouse in the back? And then when you catch those sales, seven ninety nine a pound. Oh, now you're getting porterhouse. Oh, seven ninety nine a pound though. Yeah, but I mean, how much? How many? It, pro, how much protein is in a porterhouse? Oof, it depends. I mean, it could be anywhere from eighty to hundred and fifty. Jesus grams of protein. Christ. No wonder. You <laughs> I I used to look at it and I'm like, what's eating the I'm, steak? I'm that, telling you, but you look at the calories. But, and but when like, you catch the sales like that, it's great. Listen, I know you're in your glow up. You look phenomenal right now in terms of a fashion sense. But I have a question cash. for you. What type of boots do I have on right now, Michael? Those are Chelsea. Oh. I'm on fire. Wow, you really are on fire. What was last week? The drivers? I, yes. I thought I was going to catch you with that. So I full disclosure, I'm wearing an entire outfit picked out by Dana. Beautiful. Other than the jacket, which was picked out by my mother about four years ago. <laughs> okay. So, I like it, though. And I love those boots. Those are fly. Yes. Um, so uh, PodBot, I, I have to say, I'm at a point where I'm crushing my workouts. Okay. My squat form is getting phenomenal. My bench press is flawless. I got the callus off my foot, which has been there for like six months. How'd you get? How'd you I get went to Dr. Scholl's at Stop and Shop. Yep. There's this thing that you apply this little, uh, it's like a sticker, goes right on the, so it was a perfect size, right on my callus. Then you put like a medicated thing above it. It's supposed to be on for 48 hours. I did every day because when I showered. Yep. Um, and it literally gets to a point where you just pull it all off. Wow. So now it's and raw it's under gone. there. Now it's just gone. Um, so that's been like health-wise, that was really killing my feet. Yep. And I broke in those new shoes. So I'm really- They're feeling I'm, better. 
They're definitely too small because I can't lace them up. Did like, you get a 12 or a 13? It says they run big, so, so I dropped 12. one down to 11. Do oh, wait, are you a 12? I'm, I float between 12 and 13, gotcha. depending so on size. you get an 11? Because a 12s I had were a little loose, gotcha. but that's because the shape, if it's a pointy shoe, it's so loose because it's just long. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You ever have those shoes that are super pointy? Yeah, but I can't fit in an 11 ever. And I bought them online because they were 50% off, so I was like, ah, this can be a, this can be tough. So they fit and they're comfortable now. They just don't, like, I can't tie them tight. Got you. You kind of sound like like the NBA players and like my dad. My dad swears he's like 5'10", and I think he's 5'9". So I think my you're really size. a size 12, and then you must be- I don't know what I am. I don't know what I am. Because these look kind of big, right? But don't you- I, You have shoe sizes all over the place, right? Uh, 12, 12 and a half, 13. See? So it's- I can do that. You range, but then it said these run big. Yeah. Get so a size, size below. So And usually I don't listen yeah. to that. But this time I listen, and now I'm mad because I'm like, I'd much rather have a bigger shoe where I could wear two pairs of socks to get a little more cushion on gotcha. the foot. Gotcha. But anyway, that's the side. We used to make fun of uh, Jose Glenn Rodriguez. He used to have like a size 14. Uh-huh. Oh, no, probably a 15. And then sometimes he'd have to rock a 14 or a 13 and his toes would like curl up. Curl? Yeah. Why did he have coming to rock? Because they, like, they, they didn't have shoes. If they oh. didn't have shoes and he got stuck with that or if we ordered team shoes and those were on back order because they were massive. It was it was hilarious. I feel like so you go to Marshalls. Fun. That's all yes. that's there is yes. for clearance. Yes. Like a fourteen fifteen size shoe crushes it at Marshalls. Yes, I've always I, wished that. I when I uh, I was playing softball before I got hurt before I had this toe injury and I went. You into look Marshalls. like a softball player. <laughs> I went. I just look soft. No, and you I look went, like a softball player. Like when I envision a softball player, I envision professional cats, softball player. Like you look like, like a softball. <laughs> right? Yeah. Doesn't he look like a softball player? <laughs> like if they do a documentary on a on softball player, you're the guy that's like the second interview. Backwards hat, Big second beard. interview, and there you're like I back clean up. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. Sorry, go but ahead. anyway, with Marshall, so I walk in and there was like this beautiful gleaming pair of patent leather Jordan cleats, size thirteen, Sick. for like fifty bucks. Did you? you it was the only pair. Trigger. Oh, of course, yeah. absolutely. I would get those just to <laughs> yes. like wear. To, I'd probably wear them on the golf course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so for me, um, Podbot, we will give away one box of Prolon. Hopefully, you can pay for it for the listeners. I'm so good. good. I got bills, dude. We'll talk. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that next. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll we'll give away a uh, a nice box of Prolon. Shout out to to Prolon for for doing that for the listeners. So I'm excited because you know I got to come in. I got to come in under ten, and so I, I got to figure. Is it fair? Do I? I don't have to wait till the thirty first, right? As long as I no. get down to ten prior to the end of the year, I'm good. Absolutely. If you can do it twice and once in December, I think it counts. And uh, wait, what you, do you mean once? It is December. That's what I'm saying. If you oh, can yeah. get in one in December, then right. that means you basically I'm good. sustained okay. it. All right. Uh, because it's holidays and stuff. You, you know, come on, Look, come on. Yep. Uh, GNC of Greenwich has the machine back. Are you ever going back? I'm going back Friday because my callus is off. I was kind of self-conscious about that. That was probably adding because you have to take extra, your socks off. That was adding some uh, body fat. Yeah, too. that's definitely body fat for sure. Um, and it, it got sent back to get fixed. So who the hell knows what it my was, measurements were? It was were. off the whole time. I could have been gaining fat, and it was saying that I was losing it. <laughs> um, what What is the honest? What if we I think had money right on now, the line. What would you say that you are? If I hit the percentage to <laughs> yeah. win money, I bet you I'm within, at like within two. I'll within two percent, I think I'm at like sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Like I, I don't. I think was going to say fifteen. So we're terrible. But I know the biggest frustration for me right now is I have no consistency of a sleep schedule from Livy. Yes. And as much as Dana has picked up the slack, yep. it just sucks because even if she gets up in the middle of the night and Dana covers, which is majority of the time, I'm still up. Yes. And then when you try to wake up at 4 o'clock, 4.45, whatever it is, 4.30, it's like you're shot 
and then it takes an hour just to warm up, and then your workout's not as good. Yep. So I am kind of kicking myself because I'm like, maybe I should have just gotten a gym membership because that when you're out of the house, you can get out. It's controlled. When you're in the house, there's no control. But you can still get a gym membership. But I'm being super negative because it's been like ten days straight of just chaos. So what I have to do is just manage the diet because that's something that doesn't matter how much sleep you get. Yep. You just gotta stick to it. Right. So that's that was that was me literally a couple weeks ago. I mean, is it so, same but same cycle? You you enjoy working out more even more than I do. Don't you feel like you go insane a little bit when you don't get to work out yes. in the morning? And yep. it's like you just want one thing that you can control. Yep. And when you don't get to it. Then you're, I'm like crabby the rest of the day. Yes. It doesn't come across, but internally I feel a little more like You don't rain feel cloud. 100%. Yes. I feel like there's right. a rain cloud of me just being like, oh, I failed. Yes. My first thing I was supposed to do. Like today, didn't get up till 7.30 because I was up with Livy till 1 cause, to cover with Dana because Dana was absolutely exhausted. So I sat, watched Coco Melon. But then it turns around and my alarm Coco goes Mellon. off at 5 and I'm like, I can't. Like, I can't even function. Yep. Then I get up at 7.30, and I'm like, I have no time. I got to just go to work. You know? So frustrating. I know. I hear you. Don't you want to punch something? Yeah, I, I do. But this is what this is exactly where I was literally probably two weeks ago. And you just got you just got to muscle through. But they're not you major problems. Through. So it's right, like exactly. as much as you want to complain, which I've been doing, That's all right. uh, it doesn't really matter. I know. But I it kind of does. Um, if you're on YouTube, CV has a beautiful- tree in the studio unbelievable almost bigger than mike's uh, original tree that's in his uh gym yeah. now i guess yeah uh, but this one is definitely a, a little bit more full i love the no snooze logos on there mary snooze miss yeah mary snooze right <laughs> i actually blew my um blew my uh outlet or whatever it's called blew, blew a fuse in the basement when i plugged that tree in and the fridge turned off and i was like god this friggin tree that's tough. but i keep it around speaking of trees holiday going off that theme here how big is too big for a onesie. Am I too big for a onesie? I saw the post. <laughs> is that what I'm wearing? Yes. Who bought these? I, that's what I wanted. To what know. size was yours? Extra large, and it's silky. We got to do something. Got to wear sweatpants. I got stuff underneath. No, I'm gonna stuff. I'm gonna stuff. I'm gonna stuff. I got stuff. I gotta. I'm gonna stuff. But that's gonna be pretty funny. But yeah, I tried mine on. Um, it looks good. It looks comfy. It, it's very silky, so it feels good. But who came up with this theme? Like, that's what I want. Can't we to just know. do? Who's I, responsible? I'm not an ugly sweater guy. I wanted to know who is responsible. Seriously, yeah. we have an ugly sweater party this weekend, I think. But anyway, oh, I'll wait to announce this. Oh, not announce, Ooh. but um, so holiday theme. Even at work, right? We had our holiday party. It was great. Awesome you had time. it already. Yeah, we did. We did it early because the union has a party, and then everybody takes off. Don't you feel like there's so many parties? Well, that's the thing. We did ours early on, got it over and done with. Great time. Uh, but now we, as a department in the town of Greenberg, we are very um, inclusive and diverse, right? So we're going through the holiday season right now. We just actually celebrated. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know why, because the actual date of the Chinese New Year is February 1st. But I believe that the Chinese American community in Greenberg, we celebrated early, so it's around the holiday time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So yesterday, oh, well, I guess uh, last week, if you're listening on Monday, we um, we had an event for the Chinese New Year. It's actually the year of the tiger in 2022. Hell yeah. And there's uh, the tradition goes that those born in the year of the animal uh, embody the traits of that actual animal. So tiger. this year it is uh, competitive, brave and unpredictable 
Ooh. Right? Maybe I'll be reborn in twenty. But it's very interesting to learn about like different cultures. Obviously you're aware of it as you grow up. Um, How much do you believe in like the uh, the signs and all that crap? So that part I don't really believe in. I mean, to be honest with you, just because you're born in the year of the, yeah. the whatever, I, that's not my personal. But belief. even like months, do you believe in all that stuff? Oh, like Scorpio. Yeah. Well, so if you look at Scorpio for me, you'll be like, that's him. How does that work? How did someone be like? Right. And how's a general like that? I don't know. Do you believe in that stuff, Claudio? You do. See, I don't believe in it. See, yeah. There's, but I think I'm probably cancer. I think is right on par for what my personality. I think I don't remember what it is. And I think my daughter is cancer. June, yeah. So right? June, but yeah. Is Livy the cutoff? No, Livy's like in the Livy. I think is also cancer, which would make sense. Oh she's a nutcase. We're, we're screwed. I know. We got all three. Great. So as much awesome. as I don't believe in it, sometimes I'm like, wow, like it's very possible. Yep. Yep. Um, today I'm rocking the red with the black. You look wealthy. <laughs> I love that. That's a good one. Uh, here's my theory on wealth. Okay. And I don't want to offend anyone's style. And I'm just, again, I'm getting yep. into the style game. Vests, one of the wealthiest things I've ever seen people wear. Yes. Like those, not the puffy. Are you going Oxford underneath and Oxford button down? Yes. Oxford button down with the vest on top. Vest Maybe with a little Vineyard Vine logo. I'm and there's nothing the wrong with CT. it. Uh, Steve Pirro is looks like one of the wealthy pe wealthiest people <laughs> I ever met. He's got an unbelievable. He wears Brooks Brothers. I'm like my man. My dad wears Brooks Brothers, <laughs> and he's crazy. So like you are another caliber. So that's like super wealthy. Anytime you wear a sport coat that doesn't match your pants, like and it? your slacks are either uh, khaki colored, okay. and you got the gold buttons, oh. <laughs> and for extra points, you wear a polo under it, which is like. It's not a no no. Yeah. You just need swag to pull it off. It's like wearing a turtle. How about the custom custom polo? Amazing. With the name. Amazing. On it. Um, but <laughs> sometimes I walk in and I look at people. Like my brothers pulled it off a bunch of times. I'm like, you, you look wealthy. You look wealthy. Haircuts sometimes come off wealthy, like a nice, not a comb over, but you know the swoop? <laughs> you know the swoop the that swoop? comes like this? Yes. My Uncle Jimmy, unbelievable swoop. I call him Daddy Warbucks every okay. time we hang out, and he gets really mad. That's hilarious. And he talks, he makes fun of me. He's yep. like, Daddy Warbucks, you have two houses in Greenwich. He's like, <laughs> he gets so mad, though. That's we hilarious. went to his country club. This is bad to say. And he was parading us around. He was being nice, right? He was introducing us to everyone. Yep. And I'm like, Uncle Jim, was this the first time any of these people have seen Italians? <laughs> That's good. He got so mad. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'm like, F you. <laughs> He's like, take pictures because you're never coming back. That's hilarious. I, fig I figured you could uh, you could help me out a little bit. So today I got to speak about uh, Kwanzaa, the celebration of Kwanzaa. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I figured you would be the perfect one to speak to. I got no idea. I barely know enough about Christmas. <laughs> no, but anyway, my point is, you know, in the town, you know, especially the position I'm in, now now you know you're, you're involved in all these different cultures and communities which is a beautiful thing yeah uh, so kwanzaa is basically the celebration of family culture and community blended all together Love in the african-american heritage uh, so we have that then we also have some hanukkah celebrations the festival of lights Sick. which i believe um so fun fact did you know my mom and my family is yes. actually jewish yes. right my father is catholic so we had a nice blend of the both i'm more catholic viewed now my daughter will be raised catholic viewed ca my daughter will be raised uh catholic as well have you seen goodfellas please tell me you've yes seen of goodfellas. course yes. and he goes uh she goes henry i hear you're jewish I, or yes, half jewish. Yes, she half goes, jewish only the good half exactly <laughs> exactly so i was always the italian jew yeah Right. Uh, but it's, it's a great blend. And then obviously you got your 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 Christmas holiday, the celebration and the birth of 
Jesus Christ. I got to be honest. I just love eating other yes. people's like Christmas traditions. I remember thinking like Chinese food on Christmas Eve sounds incredible. As you get older, you realize like you yeah. are spoiled with the Italian. A lot of Jewish Christmas. people do that. Yes. yes. So I remember thinking like I want latkes, latkes right? Yeah, yeah, potato. Yep. Like I remember envying all the other yes. food items. Yep. On Christmas for other people, and I feel like I have even more uh, a deeper appreciation now for for the history of one's culture. It's yes. pretty. It's it's very cool. I enjoy to see. It. You know, it's very cool to see, and it's it's really awesome to just get involved and yes. you learn a little bit. Um, at that Chinese New Year celebration, they were literally translating just for me and one other guest of honor. Sick, because we obviously couldn't understand the Chinese part. But yeah. when they would break it down in English. Just a beautiful, beautiful time, man. Amazing. So the holiday season is uh is upon us. So whatever your culture and heritage is, yes. happy holidays to you. So we <laughs> did our um our fundraiser event. Yeah. So we grinded to get to it. We did a bar takeover for for uh, uh tell Mike sent you. It was me, my lovely wife Dana, uh, local each, which is a girl named Carrie, uh, Greenwich Foodie. Uh, and then my video guy, Chris. Your crew is one of a kind crew. Squad, dude. Squad deep. So all of them, other than Chris, my guy, turn on me. And Dana turns the girls against me. And they just make fun of me the whole time. Mike, you're terrible at taking photos. You don't even bartend. What's your brand even mean? <laughs> Tell them Dana sent you. They just all rip on me, which is fine. Long story short, we get there a little early. Bistro V was very gracious of having us. It was all to raise funds for um, Greenwich Boys and Girls Club, beautiful, uh, which is a great thing. I grew up there. We yep. did the pancake breakfast with Livy there. It was awesome. Um, but anyway, turns out like the bartenders, I don't think, knew we were coming. So there's five of us. They dress me up as uh, Chris Kringle. So I'm Santa. I thought you were Santa Claus. Santa. Chris Kringle. Same person. Who's Chris Kringle? That's a nickname. For who? Like the show? It's a nickname for Chris Kringle. For what, Santa. Chris Kringle? You've never heard Chris Kringle? No. All right. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm Santa, but it's like a bootleg outfit, as you can tell. Uh, yeah. it, it's made out of a, not suede. What's that material that teachers use? It's like the cheap. Wool? No, no. Was not even wool? wool. It was like, I, I, it's like used in kindergarten. Like the I fabric? ripped my pants as soon as I put the pants on. Yeah, it was like the cheapest fabric of all time. My mustache was like crooked because it didn't fit right. I had glasses on. I had a hat. The hat was like terrible hat. Anyway, I did it for the event. Yes. It was a lot of fun. I made one drink the whole night, oh, wow. and it was for myself. <laughs> then I got kicked out from behind the bar, so I just went around with shaking people's hands and making sure people had a good time. You were Chris Kringling. On top of that, so we had so many people come out from all over the place, like Dana's cousins came from all the way, like an hour away. Um, clients that I didn't think, you know, very inconvenienced came out, family, friends. It was a blast. Um, so going into it, I didn't know how much they were charging for the drinks, right? Mm -hmm. So our special drink was a Muletide Carol named by the girls and Chris. Um, I got Carol outvoted. Carol. I wanted a, uh, um, a reindeer mule was my Ooh, idea that, versus a, like a Muletide Carol. I kind of like Listen, they, they were like, you're dumb, whatever. I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Dumb. What do I know? <laughs> um, so every drink, our special drink, which was a cranberry Moscow mule, Every time someone ordered it, the full proceeds would go to the Boys and Girls Club, right? So I didn't know how much they were charging. They said happy hour. How much do you think a drink on happy hour would be? Maybe eight bucks. We were whacking people for $15 a drink. Wow. Poor Joe Salvo almost had a heart attack. <laughs> 15 a drink. Yeah, it's pretty pricey. Uh, Brandon came but uh, from Warm Heart Life. Brandon Godoris, yes. And I figured out when I was with him, I'm like, hey, Brian, like, 
thanks for coming. Like, what did they whack you for? He's like, fifteen dollars a drink. Wow. I'm like, wow. Well, at least ten bucks is probably going to uh, boys and girls. Club. Right. Um. So it's anyway, a good cause. It's a good cause. Good cause. Huge success. We raised just cash on the night of six hundred and twenty-three bucks. Wow. Um. People were just throwing. We were had like a box, like we we're in church, bringing yeah. it around. Then a couple hundred dollars on Instagram, and then I don't know. We'll, we'll probably be around a thousand, which was beautiful. Good. Um, but it was great, great time. Thank you for coming out, whoever came. I still got to send some thank you texts and everything. Um, and I was very tamed. We're going to talk about boundaries today and staying like, yes, you know, because I had work the next day and you just you just can't. Good thing I wasn't there. Yes. Thank Seriously, God. Good thing I wasn't there because I, I was actually God. debating it. And then I forget something happened to where it was four o'clock and I'm like, I can shoot there. But then I saw the traffic going the other way and I was like, ah, I can't do it. Tough time. Holiday is a tough time of year. It was it, there was some stuff stacked against us, but everyone came together. It was great. Met all the families of all the team members. Beautiful. Um, the Boys and Girls Club came for the finale. So Dom Palmer, DP, uh, Christina, Cameron. Yeah, Cameron is his tagline is the best. He's good. That. He always talks to me about starting another show with him. And I'm like, <laughs> we could do it to raise some money. Like, right. so he's the best. That's but it was awesome. fun. Good. Holidays are fun. I'm yep. almost all holidayed out before we even get to the holidays. That's what. Um, but that's what it's all about, you know. So if you can get involved in your local community, if you can pitch in and do some meals or anything that you can do to just be of service, it's a really good feeling. Yes, you definitely. Know? So you, you and your team, shout out to you guys for for a great event. Absolutely. Um, speaking of holidays, still, what is on your holiday wish list? I'm just curious. Like, give me give me an item. I, honestly, I'm just trying to stay healthy. I'd like. I'm at the point where I'm ideas, survive. Man. I want the Oculus, which is the uh, it's the Quest Two. It's the thing you wear for the metaverse. And like going a virtual reality. You even heard of this no. thing? Oh, I you told me about. You put it. the mask yes, on. You could yes. like box and correct. Okay. So I'm in a weird spot. I work at a firm. They're the best, but they just are all old school. Yep. Let's put it that way. So when we're at the office talking about the metaverse and everything, it's very negative. And I'm like, guys, it could be to a point where you're home and someone wants to see a property and you just throw throw on your goggles. I'll meet you in the metaverse. I'll show you the property. Like it could be awesome. That's pretty cool. But people are so negative that it then well, because I they hate change. But I don't back change. down arguing stuff like that yeah. when I think something's going to be important. No, you you tend to back down. No, especially and <laughs> that's it's Dana. That's Dana. And Come it's on, great because like they'll talk about like other Bitcoin cryptocurrency and say this fake money, this and that, and they all are very wealthy. So it's like tough to argue with them, <laughs> yeah. but I do it anyway. Right. And I try to make I ask them questions and lead them into points, mm -hmm. but. It's it's interesting. So the, I would say the biggest thing on my list, which I probably won't get, um, just because we agreed to like no gifts for each other this yes, year because of, we're doing a renovation, um, would be that Oculus Quest Two. It looks sick. And how much is that? It's like three hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. Okay. I mean, it's definitely buyable. It's right. just like, I don't know. It's I'm I'm at a point where I need to uh, we need to tighten the waist belt as far as spending. We got a little loosey goosey because we didn't have a reno going yep. at all. And we had some good sales and a lot of action, a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you swing the pendulum to like, all right, if we're taking on all the stress, let's go out to dinner a little more often. Yep. And we had gift cards and all that. But now it's like, all right, we have a lot of big bills coming let's up. Buckle down. Buckle down. We got to get through this reno and come out the other side. Awesome. So what do you, what's on your list? Um, Oh, I, more weights too would be a nice one. More weights. More 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 donuts. More donuts. Um, so what did I ask for? Well, my, it's kind of... It's kind of silly too. Like we do like this, um, 
not a grab bag because we do that too, but we do like this uh, gift exchange, obviously like my brother and my sister, but it's literally like, hey, what do you want for Christmas? Yeah. Then you send the link and you know what you're getting. Right, like it's kind of stupid. It's like, why don't you just buy your own thing? I'll buy mine. Yeah. But anyway, the top of my list, and I've been needing this, is um some Nike, some new Nike compression shorts. Mm. Man, I've Keep gotten everything. to the point that I still have them from college. They're they're a little it's stinky. Not a bad thing, no, but they're a little stinky now. You know, cares, you know you the know? material. You know, once it starts to yeah, the, get uh, really wet, dry fit. yeah. So it's time time to skedaddle. So how are I'm the compression shorts? That's a simple one. You're very inexpensive when it comes to certain gifts. Well, I need that. I need that. They're they're twenty dollars on Nike, but you know, I'm hoping for like four or five pairs. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> four or five pairs. Yeah. You know, eighty to hundred bucks. I don't Stress know. the hell. Out. Um, Stress definitely into some new UGG slippers. Need those. <laughs> Figured those were on your list as yeah, well. Yeah, UGG slippers. Uh, for but sure. I got it. The reason why I'm saying this is I got an early gift, and you would be proud because it was a recommendation of michael pirelli can't uh -oh. say who the plug is because she gifted my wife and i with the oral b toothbrush Do you love she it? works Do in you a dental it? office she was able to get the plug gave me like a whole bunch of uh, what are they called necks uh attachments the, i don't know yeah, what they're a whole a whole box of those as well um so i've been using it Already cleared up my gum uh, Do you feel situation. Great? Yes, you feel absolutely great. But my arm hurts. Are you? Do you hold it down, elbow down, or do you hold elbow up? I, like whatever you angle you need to get. I mean, you you adjust. It's not, no. Do you have to stay stiff the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? I keep my elbow up and I just move my head. <laughs> that, but it's so, so. Does yours change gears automatically? When it's There's time like to shift, three things. When it's time to shift, yeah, so, it's like. <laughs> listen, so I might have the next level one. I might you have definitely the do. Bentley Oral B. Yeah, I don't know the the, the Boral, Oral Bentley, the Boral B. <laughs> it's just it's it's a contraption, man. But so you know, say I start in the top uh, left quadrant. Once I once I'm once I'm there for like ten or fifteen seconds, it goes wah wah, and it's time to switch. And then I switch over to the middle. Then I have to switch over to the right. But this you got to do this for a long time. Uh, my dentist said that you're supposed to go from the front of the tooth or the yeah front of the tooth to the back of the tooth like this so you do that the scoop right each tooth each yep. tooth but by the time you get here then it goes wah, wah, and then it's time to do this one so i thought it, lets it you just know. does that to let you know it's still in gear no it uh, does it to switch that's when know. you're switching your quadrants oh i'm one of my favorite things to take the neck off mine when i lose my charge yeah put it on dana's put it on and run that battery down <laughs> <laughs> that's and then you, you just gotta remember switch it back do you app it to your bluetooth I didn't know that was possible. What do you mean, app it? So mine comes with a Bluetooth app, what? right, and and a phone thing that you put. Uh, you it's a phone case that you put on the mirror. I got the ghetto one, and you and you hang your phone there, and it shows you the levels. No. I swear to God, I'm not joking. And then the lights, it's like a light show. It seems in there. so unnecessary, <laughs> dude. It's ridiculous. Um, but nah, man, I got a, got a nice plug. She must have listened to the podcast and and gifted me with that. Thank you for uh, <laughs> spreading the joy. It's um, unbelievable. Burgers and Bentleys. You said Bentley. Yes. I had a meeting at Bentley with my guy, Shepa sells Bentleys. How ridiculous Jewish guy. are those cars? Jewish guy. Jewish guy. We were just talking about yep, Jewish. Yep, See how yep. it all connects? It all connects. Um, <laughs> Jewish guy. And the, his buddy, Alan, also Jewish guy. Okay. Nice guy. He looks like, I, he might listen to this, he kind of looks like Seth Rogen a little bit, like his <laughs> hair and stuff, but okay. really nice guy. Uh, I was in there. Cars are ridiculous. But what does a discount look like? Like, so if I'm talking to two hundred thousand dollar vehicle, what kind of discount can you get me, Alan? Uh, not yet. We can't get <laughs> it yet. We, we got to bring him some business. Oh, we didn't okay, bring him okay. any business yet. All right. All so <laughs> this has been in the works for like six months. We lost touch. I got busy, uh, so I finally followed up. We I'm going to do a series with them, six episodes, burgers and Bentleys, and you're going to eat burgers in the Bentley. Not in. We're going to take a Bentley to get a burger. 
it's not going to be a Bentley every time. They it's Miller Motorcars, so they got G yes. wagons. Yes, they got Lambos. So each episode is going to be hopefully one of their cool used or new available cars that people can buy. That's sounds fire. So it's going to be hilarious because I'm like, a, I'm not driving. How do you drive that I'm, thing? I'm not. <laughs> I was going to say. I'm sitting in the passenger seat and asking questions. <laughs> can Can I drive us? Can you Possibly. Ask, can you ask if Ken you get a G wagon? We'll sneak you in. So <laughs> that is in the works, uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, it's tough because it's a new format. We're trying to keep. Tell Mike saying you has such a good following, but people get bored, right? So we're trying to switch up formats. I'm trying to incorporate some fun stuff. A new personality in Nick Sheppa, who's a good dude. Seems like we're hitting it off. So it's it'll be fun. That's in the works. First episode's getting shot in the new year. Wow, January 11th's on the books. Um, we shot our second episode of the Renault Show. Cool. So Brooke, who you know well now, yes, right? Yes. She's the best. I incorporated her into the full house Reno because the bar is taking a little bit of backseat because the bills are rolling in for the But also house. the weather, too. I was telling you that. Why? But you that's gonna... fine because as long as that's kind of work in the background. It's not a huge amount of work. Yep. It's just a matter of doing it and getting it done. All so... we need to do is put a bottle of Tito's there. And then <laughs> and you the got bar. a bar. Just open the window. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So anyway, we bring her into the fold. Um, we had a packed house last Friday, I think it was to shoot the show after the bar night, which she attended. So everyone was a little tired. Um, we go up into the construction zone, and I think she's going to post about this so she won't kill me for saying it on the podcast. <laughs> Poor Brooke was talking to Dana about something in the be- the bathroom layout, and there's uh, vents cut out for our snaking our HVAC vents. Okay. So there's holes cut out in the floor so they could snake them. Right. Poor Brooke stepped into one of them. Oof. Put her foot through the sheetrock of our current bedroom and hit pretty hard on the ground. It was like a movie. She, unfortunately, she like, it sounded like she was fine. I'm sure it really hurt because she went knee deep into the hole. Oh, my God. Thank God she didn't fall right through. It's not a huge drop, but it could have been really bad. Falling through the ceiling, it would be So she was so, like, felt so bad that she put a hole in her ceiling. I felt so bad that she almost died. So... That's how he kicked off the shoot, right? <laughs> so she's doing okay. She was going to send me a picture of her leg. It's Never sent it. Oof. Um, but you'll see it when you come Friday. You'll actually see where the hole, see is. The hole is. So it's probably like it's probably like a three foot by three foot hole. But the vents there, gotcha. so it's it's blocked. Wow. There's it's just it's like a sunroof. So um, this this uh, this episode might not be the safest to be shooting with a whole bunch. So of people. So we didn't get that on video, and oh I was joking God. with her. I'm like, this is a this is great content. Yes, it is. It's good. gonna be a great story for you. You're gonna <laughs> tell your clients you'll fall through a ceiling for them. <laughs> um, but to Brooke's credit, she continued as a professional. With a like a broken leg, <laughs> limping around. She was on so in the area where the bathroom is, all the subfloors ripped yep. out. So she's going from beam to beam, measuring stuff. Her and Dana are talking about squeezing in a, a tub, and she did not break stride. Wow! Trying to get Dana what she wanted in this bathroom. Um, so it was amazing. I hope it translates into an episode. Yep, the it will. Falling through a floor won't, but <laughs> the backstory is pretty incredible, and I can't wait till she posts about it. Um, but it was like unbelievable. It's I been think that's her new tagline. Falling through the floor. I'll fall through the floor for you. I'll fall through the floor for you. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, I mean, if you don't follow her, go follow her. Haven by Brooke. Great eye. She she does like, the, you know how you accessorize your outfits? 
and you like add the finishing touches. Yeah. Watch here, <laughs> bracelet here, yeah, yeah. maybe a cologne. She can not only give you the format, she gives you the finishing touches of like the fake, you know, plant. Yep. And then like the cowboy hat that hangs there, but no one uses. Nobody touches. But it that gives you the vibe. Hat. Yes. She, it's it's She's good. I'm she very impressed. Unbelievable. She's got an event coming up, but we're I believe we're all yeah, going. Yeah, we're all to, going. Right? So that's right, coming cool. up soon. I think it, so it's her house. So oh, she's wow. going to show us her reno. That's awesome. Um, anyway, to your point, lots of shows going on, a yep. lot of good content. Uh, just trying to keep the output high um, and actually accelerate the output because I'm trying to replace myself in other avenues so that I can can then do that. Gotcha. Because that's my highest return on my time yep. is getting out there and people in the public and bringing people along the journey. That being said, the reality of doing a reno like this Think about shooting an episode like this, yep. but while you're doing it, your lovely wife and interior designer are spending your money. Right. So I'm trying to keep a straight face. So I broke character a couple times in the episode. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down. <laughs> slow down. We're over budget. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yep. Great for content, bad for the bad for the wallet. Um, so just rolling into a rant. In reality, I'll talk about it in a little bit. I'll give myself a break, but I'm gonna talk about kind of our financial strategy. Mm-hmm. To make sure that we have cushion for the reno um, and why we're thinking about doing it a certain way we are um, without giving you the specific figures, just the thought process, because it might be helpful for someone who hasn't even thought about that option. Yep. Um, but every we're, we're in the thick of it. I'm sure. In the thick of it. Sounds like it. I don't recommend doing any of this stuff during the holidays. <laughs> well, that's that's true. because Or while you have a baby. But I don't know. That's, you, that's how you roll. You put your back against the wall and you go. I right? don't know. We'll see. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSNOOZE30. Again, that's NOSNOOZE30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. Um, so we're going to skip over the, the recommendation this <clears throat> week. We'll just roll right into it. We're talking about healthy boundaries, right? And yes. setting healthy boundaries, I guess, for yourself, something that I really I've been thinking about on a personal, professional level, um, you know, as I was going through and kind of drafting my notes, I like to view them as healthy rules because the word boundary kind of sounds kind of it's got like a negative connotation to it. Yeah. Like this is the wall and, you know, don't cross the boundary. OK. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like I, I feel like it, it has a yeah, it's got it's got that negative, I guess, aspect to it. But really, it's if you if you do it in a healthy way, I think it's very beneficial for you. Um, how do they come about, right? How do you have boundaries? And I think it's a balance between personal experiences and then your family dynamics kind of growing up. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? Like you Hold have on. you have your your family dynamic in the household growing up paired with now, especially as 30, 40 somethings, your personal experiences. You get to see what you like, you get to see what you don't like. Now you're able to create healthy boundaries. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. Beautiful. Um, boundaries, I think, improve your self-esteem and confidence because you make yourself the priority. Okay. 
right? Because without boundaries, you basically are allowing individuals to kind of walk. So we're, walk we're talking about rules for yourself. Healthy rules. Healthy rules. I, I love that. Is that. But why healthy? Like healthy mentally, everything? Well, yeah. So boundaries itself, I think, again, have I that. I thought we were saying rules. Boundaries itself. Okay. Right? I think the word boundary, you're right. You move it to more of rules for and guidelines. Rules and guidelines, guidelines. for yourself. What you're willing to tolerate and what you're willing to, to say no to, if that okay. makes sense. Yep. So yep. I, I've been going through some things, I guess, at, at work um, to where I've, I've realized now that boundaries kind of have to be flexible. Because if you set such specific boundaries with yourself, you kind of put yourself in a hole to where, like, if there's a situation, you can't now back out of that situation because you have a specific boundary. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you need, uh, there's exceptions to every rule. Yep. One of my biggest business boundaries is being on time. Right? That's like, that's just a, a, a rule for me that I believe is the expectation of myself and the expectation of the team to show up and be accountable and responsible on time. Um, but also like ran into a situation to where somebody was, was late the other day. Right. And my point about being flexible is if I didn't take the time to speak to that individual, knowing that now they got into a car accident, but didn't want to say anything because it, they were embarrassed of it. Right. If my boundary was so specific, now I got to write you up. I got to do all this stuff. And then I'm really an asshole at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. What would you say your biggest business boundary or, or healthy rule, I guess would be for you? The biggest one that I'm trying to implement, and I think I've done it somewhat successfully, is not taking on night appointments yep. as oh, much that's as a good possible. One. That's a very good one. Um, there's a couple downsides to it, right? Like, I will try to squeeze it in right after. So if it's like a 5 o'clock, I'll do my best to accommodate. Or yep. later, if it's a do-or-die scenario, like, this is the house we need to go. I need to yep. make it happen. And if that's the case, I try to stick to one night. Um, it doesn't always work that way. Um, but that's like a big one because I want to spend time with Livy. I want to help out. I want to be available. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm building this business so that I can be flexible yep. and can be involved. Uh, because if not, I would have just done another profession and, you know, there's a reason for the madness. So that's one. The other's location boundaries. Um, I've had to bend them for certain clients, which is fine. Flexible. Right. I've had to, but when a new client comes in, it's it's a very uh, it's difficult because I think I've referred out more business this year than I've closed, which is a tough pill to swallow when you have bills coming in mm -hmm. and you have a big reno coming because you want to just do everything. But the reality is that I'm doing a disservice to them because I'm not able to. You're not to able live. to be there. I have a client who's looking in New Canaan. Mm -hmm. Originally, we weren't looking in New Canaan. They yep. were requiring a certain amount of time. I had to come to realization last Friday of like, listen- it's going to be a tough combo, but I've been helping you for seven years. I thought you were going to be buying Greenwich. You're not, which is fine. doesn't matter to me. But I want to connect you with someone who's a specialist in New Canaan so that they can, in turn, you know, represent you correctly. And right. something doesn't happen where you buy in an area that I'm not aware of because I don't live there. Right. Which, thankfully, they were respectable about it. I was able to find a good contact, and it seems like it's starting to work. Nice. But that getting off my plate, it's all opportunity costs, right? Mm -hmm. Like. By that getting off my plate, it frees up all this other time to actually do things within my boundaries. Yes. So that in the future, I'm dealing with less of that scenario. Makes right? total so sense. It's, but it's hard. It's a hard, with anything, it's a hard thing to say. It's like saying no to going to like a party yes. that you want to go to. Yep. 100%. Like with, even with your family, it's like sometimes it just doesn't make sense. It's like the amount, as much as I want to go, we have something the next day. 
she's going to be exhausted. It's going to just snow. It's so hard to say now. It, We've said it all year. Yeah, but it's so that's hard. one of that's one of the hardest things. Um, a specific work boundary of mine too that I've developed, I guess, this year is once I have three to five critical tasks with deadlines, I can't take any more on. I need to ask for help. Right? What happened? I might just rip my jacket. Oh. But does that does that make sense? So yes. and 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 the number three to five is very specific because. And what are critical tasks? So like critical projects? tasks could be like well, not only a project. Say I have to I have to draft the. Um, a budget template that's due by Friday, 4 p.m., right? Or say I have to um, get funding sources for four of our programs. That's due into the state by Monday, 5 p.m. So very specific things like that. I've I've gotten to a place to where I've, I don't want to say I've um, excelled, but I've, I've really gotten good at knowing my limits. I can multitask to a certain extent, but I'm not my best when I'm multitasking doing 100 things three to five critical things that i can do throughout the day where i can say okay i have an hour and a half to work on this one two hours to work on this one two hours to work on this one if if it gets beyond that i have to ask for help and that actually just happened to me whereas before i used to say oh man no i want to take it all on my shoulders i want to do everything and anything possible um, just to make myself kind of look good whereas now i need to rely on the team to do that um, to help me out so that's been that's been something that's been a tough boundary but i've been trying to work through that um, I think boundaries also allow us to be vulnerable at times because if you set the boundary and then that boundary gets broken, now you're almost forced to explain why you have that boundary, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I'll look at my wife for this one. She is, when I think of a boundary, I remember back when I was 19 years old and I don't want to bash my household growing up, but we were a little loose with the lips, if that makes sense. We would okay. say things that we didn't mean. Words didn't really mean much to us. We would apologize the next day and kind of move on. So when we would get angry, we would talk trash to each other, right? Could be my parents, could be me to my parents, could be my parents to, um, I guess, one another, my brother, my sister, all that. So when Karina came into the picture, she grew up in an environment where that was not the case. You only say things that you mean. So I remember getting in one of our biggest fights when we first started out, and she literally sat me down and she was like, I'm not going to tolerate this. I'm like, tolerate what? She's like being disrespected by you for absolutely no reason. You could be mad at something else. Don't take that anger out on me and definitely don't speak to me with that attitude and that tone. That was the first time. And immediately I wanted to fire back. But I realized, wow, this is actually the woman that I want to be with for the rest of my life. So she was able to break down and be vulnerable as to why, you know what? Yeah, her upbringing was a little bit different and that's unacceptable. So I knew that that's now a boundary that's going to set the foundation for a successful relationship moving forward. Gotcha. It was very specific. I, I remember. And I, yeah. I literally would say things to people. You know how it is. It could be an old old school Italian household. You're just talking, you know, oh, you're stupid. You're this, you're that. Not with my wife. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's And good. not that I don't screw it up. Yeah. Does that Yeah, that's hit? good. I you know, like we it's kind of not really similar, but Dana and I were going through a second renovation together, um, as a married couple. And this time around, I've involved her basically in everything because the first time she was like, I want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I was like, you know what? This is something that I need to step back from and let Dana run the show because at the end of the day, I'm just translating what she wants anyway. I can be a uh, like a final say on certain things. But at the end of the day, I really don't care if it doesn't screw up the functionality of the house. Like right. You're not a you're certain not type specific. of bathtub. Right. At the end, it's bad to say, and I get in trouble for this a lot. In I get in trouble for not caring enough about things that I don't care about. 
but they're not important to you. So that's not necessarily. There's a way to present it. I'm thing. very like when I decide I don't care about anything like TV shows, I'll just stop watching it. I can't do that in conversations because it's very rude. Wentworth like, plug. What? Went Wentworth. Watch yeah, it. Whatever it is. <laughs> but this time around, I've made the boundary for myself of like, Dana, you're going to be talking to, you know, Nick, the contractor directly. Um, CC me on it. You know what? Uh, I'll contribute to the conversation, but it's your show. You're running it. And she's been great. She's been doing a great job to your point of figuring out when you need to ask for help and let other people do things. Um has been very difficult for me because in my profession, everything falls on me. Similar, but every like no, I no, I don't. I there's say no so. people that anyone's aware of that are also working with me. Even if I have a team helping with social media and stuff, yep. something f's up, I'm in trouble. Right. Right. Yep. When that happens, then your uh, your control is tough to let go of at all. Because you're like, if I'm gonna get yelled at, it's gonna be my fault. It's gonna fault. be my fault. Right? But there's certain things that like is a smaller mistake as far as social media mm-hmm. versus actually sh- doing a showing, doing a listing presentation. Yep. So I've had a real hard time creating boundaries for my daily activities, where I find myself getting caught up in some day to day BS yep. that I don't need to do right away. So I have to create a boundary of like, there's certain time of day I'm working on chasing down leads. This certain time of day, I'm moving my deals forward versus, oh, my God, I'm on Instagram responding to some stupid person that yeah. is asking about something that is in Florida. Like, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, you just, yeah. but I catch myself and everyone's guilty of going against the boundaries. But then I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is dumb. Um, then there's a whole limit conversation. You talked about limits. Like, every year I'm pushing past what I thought my limits were as far as volume. So I haven't got my footing of my processes because each year that process doesn't work for the next level. Yes. So I'm constantly reworking things. So I have to kind of keep the boundary of like, for example, I'm in the office at least at nine and I don't leave before five, whatever day of the week it is. If I don't have anything going on, I got to fill it with productive stuff because if I'm going to get to a certain point, you have to treat it as a profession. You can't just treat it as a side, side job. Mm -hmm. So like the time boundary it's a very simple one, but a lot of people don't do. Yes. Like I see I'm I'm probably the most consistent person in the office out of our whole firm. Um, and I would say probably a lot of firms because people, if they can sleep in till 10, will sleep in the 10. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, I need to get out and go because by being in the office, you just it, it like attracts business because if someone calls, you're in front of your you're computer, you're ready to rock. So that's been like a simple one that I've done from the beginning that um, – has been paid dividends, but it isn't really anything major. It's like mm-hmm. a simple one. You know? That's always the best thing is, yeah. is simplicity, right? Yeah. Now, how do you, as an individual, I guess, set boundaries? You know me. You spoke about processes. I got one for you. Yeah. Because you, you kind of mentioned it. And the first one, I think, is looking at your basic rights and understanding that it's okay to say no and not feel guilty about it. Right, that's how you do it. Right, that, that's you have the, to, definitely. If you the first say one. no, but offer a solution, mm-hmm. I feel much more comfortable. Yep. You know, like yep. when someone wants, if someone wanted to contact in New Jersey. I don't have anyone in New Jersey, and rather than being like, "Hey, talk to this person just to try to get the the referral fee," yep. I'd rather send them to someone that's good. 
So I just was like, hey, I don't do it. Like, I'm sorry. I wish I could help you. Yeah. Versus, hey, I have a great contact I've worked with in the past. Call this guy. Mm-hmm. It feels a lot less complete when you don't have a solution. I, I agree. Do you agree 100%. with that? Um, I think for the person who struggles with, um, I guess, creating boundaries, because again, even even in our friend group, there's individuals that don't have that self-confidence to just set a boundary. But to those individuals specifically, is you have a right to be uh, respected, you know, and you creating a boundary on your relationship or, you know, in a friendship, in business is really just an idea of self-respect. And I want to make that point because I think it's important. I think a lot of people, um, you know, miss the fact that you have the the right to put your needs prior before before anybody else's. And that's OK to do that. It seems like a selfish thing. But you you as an individual, if you're trying to make progress in your life, you have that ability and that right to do it. You know, and and this is I, I I think you and I have a good understanding of that CV as well. Um, just in in his industry, I I, I see that. Um, but this that's specifically to somebody that struggles with their their confidence and and kind of being uh, being assertive, right? I think being assertive is is something to where I got in a situation the other day, right? Individual high level supervisor comes up to me and is like, I'm so frustrated. I'm so frustrated right now with, you know, one of my team members. I'm like, what's going on? We have a commercial freezer in one of the facilities that's, you know, we've put well over $100,000 into this freezer. It's massive. And basically, this individual was on the phone with one of the foremen for, for that company, for that specific company dealing with that commercial freezer. He had an individual that he had just hired that was specifically trained supposedly in HVAC. So you would think that that translates over. Um, They were working on a compressor unit. There was two units, one for the refrigerator, one for the freezer. And this individual didn't know which one was which because it wasn't clear. It didn't say like compressor, freezer, compressor, uh, refrigerator. So he's on the phone and he's like, well, let me kind of trace the lines. The new person did not step in and he comes to me and he said, listen, I'm really frustrated that that person didn't have my back and kind of tell me which one was which if he knew. And I said, did you speak to the individual? And he goes, no. And I'm like, well, listen, this is one of the biggest problems, I think, in life and in leadership in general. If you have a little issue like that, why not inquire? Inquire about, hey, why didn't you step in if you happen to know about this? Because the answer, come to find out, really was that he just never dealt with those before. So he yeah. didn't want to step in and say something wrong. Yeah. Um, it's a little situation, but you just taking a, an opportunity to be assertive and be clear and concise with your direction. You don't build up a resentment in your marriage, in my marriage, in, in your marriage, in your relationships. If you're not addressing these little things, they they end up festering yeah. until you get to a point of no return where you now have a, a big pow pow. Pow pow. <laughs> yeah. It's not like bam bam. Yeah. Uh, no, I just you know, I no, know that, c- that's a, a funny term at the end, but really you you get, especially as men, I feel like, you know, we get to a point that it's like, damn, if we just spoke a little bit more assertive on the things that we weren't okay with and we weren't comfortable with, a lot of our frustration wouldn't really exist because you get a little frustrated, you let it out. You get a little frustrated, you let it out instead of building up until you can't take anymore and then everything makes you blow up. Yeah, a lot of it's communication. I know for me, like work-wise, I guess personal-wise too, Mm -hmm. more work-wise, I make the change after I'm like in traffic for 40 minutes when I do something I shouldn't have been doing, right? right? Like when I drove up to New Canaan and I was like, all right, I'm in Friday traffic. I just took an hour and a half out of my day to do this and the appointment was terrible. Like it happens. It's just the reality of the business. Yep. But you get, I get to such a point where I'm so beaten down that the only decision is the next correct one. Yes. 
because sometimes I'm. How do you battle that though? What? How do you battle that? Where you know you're making. You I know, burn myself out. You know you did like, one thing, do but then physically. you have to make the next right decision. How do you? Well, how do you work through that? It's like um, I I think of it like dieting, kind of like you have the cake and you get sick. And it happens a bunch of times, and it doesn't stick until you're sick enough where it's like you have to make the change. You're forced to. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And in my defense, everything in my life, business, whatever, isn't black and white. It's very gray, right? Like I could be following my rule and say like, all right, well, I'm just doing Greenwich. Then my client wants to see stuff in like New Canaan. And I'm like, I'm not going to say no. Like I want them to see the options. But then if so, I followed the rule, but then I can't be like, no, I don't show New Canaan. Mm -hmm. Like you have to somewhat bend. But then once they commit to I want to be in this area, then I got to pass them off. Right. But it's difficult because it's all gray because in theory, yeah, I could sell anything like I could sell all the way upstate. I could sell all the way to New York. But you have to be disciplined and you have to create the boundary of like it's not something I do, which is the right way to do it. Like mm -hmm. when you tell people it's not what I do because I don't believe you can be a a expert in all these areas. I think you can be an expert in one area. Then you're you're just you're you're just you're being honest and you're being um like it's it's a uh, I think it's a rarity in the business of someone who's just very blunt about their expertise and being honest and not bullshitting people and saying I can I can sell everywhere I don't know if you want me to represent you everywhere mm -hmm. right yep. maybe in the past I can make it work because I had the time but there's a reality of when you're pa pushing past a limit. There, you get to such a level of frustration in anything that they, they the it rather than co keep complaining about it, you got to change something. Yes. So I get to that point mm -hmm. way quicker now with little things that in the past I could deal with for longer. That makes sense. Yeah. Hell yeah. Do you catch yourself? I catch myself all the time where I'm like, what the f am I doing? Like, yep. I told myself I wasn't gonna do this thing. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is. Like sometimes I drink too much on like a Saturday and I got to work the next day. And it's not like I'm hindered performance-wise, but I don't feel 100%. Or you're foggy. You feel foggy. Yeah, and I'm like, maybe, yes, I can get ready for my 10 o'clock, but it took me an hour and a half to warm up. Yep. Like, and I'm ready, but, like, I wasted an I hour I could have been better. Yeah. I could have been better. It very, it's very frustrating because it's, it's, as much as you're trying to do these things, it's very hard to just implement a rule. Yes, but that's why I think it, it does, you know, it, it comes to a uh, flexibility that you have to work through. But for me, when I'm making a mistake, right, I, if you pair that self-discipline like we always speak about with the consistency, that's where you're going to be obviously at your best. But in in um, in between that, there's going to be mistakes that happen. Yeah. Developing the ability to coach yourself, like I was saying on a previous episode, but coaching yourself in the moment right after you make a mistake is one of the biggest skills that I found to to be really, um, I guess, effective, even in business, right? Like I now am able, most of the time, if I have to have a rough conversation with somebody, I'm able, and I make a mistake, and I say something that, you know, is a little maybe out of line, I'm able now to not carry that now to my next meeting because that individual does not deserve that same energy that I just got from the other one. Yeah. Uh, the toughest thing in the world to do, but I think as now I'm more aware of it, I see it in so many different aspects of my life. Um, and I think, you know, creating that discipline to being able to just say, all right, I just made that mistake, but now I'm going to regroup, refocus, and I'm going to go now and do this. Yeah. I think boundaries itself help and assist with self-discipline yeah 
right? And yeah. and it's not a bulletproof formula because there's going to be times that obviously you don't stick to your boundaries. Yeah. I have, you know, a, um, a boundary, I guess a limit to where I don't miss two days in the gym. I just don't do it because I, I believe that, you know, you miss one day. All right, no problem. You know, it's good to take a day off. You miss two days. Now you're almost stringing together some sort of bad habit, mm-hmm. right? Now, if I miss that third day, now it's going to be so much harder for me to get back on track. And I think if people can can control that portion, just even in their, their little fitness journey or whatever it is that you're on with your diet, if you have two bad days, never string a third one to it because now you're on a, now you're on a bad track. Mm-hmm. And then that's what happens. You fall off and now you're, you know, now, now you're Recovering. almost uncoachable to get back to yourself. Yeah. The uh, little one I do, too, is I don't order food. I don't eat out for lunch or breakfast. Like, I don't get coffee out usually. I occasionally will do it before coming here, but I've cracked down on all those spending habits mm-hmm. because, yes, in the grand scheme of things, I'd much rather you have a Starbucks and be happy. Yeah. But for me... Shout out, Starbucks. For me, the happiness doesn't change whether it's a coffee at my house or a coffee out. Yep. It's just a matter of being organized enough to make the coffee before I leave um, or make a protein shake, which I didn't make a protein shake today because I was scrambling to leave. So the alternative is I'm just not going to eat or I'll have more coffee. But I can't because I effed up. I can't then break my rule because I screwed up, Gotcha. which is it sucks because I'm like, I got to try to sneak home now to make a protein shake. But that's like a little rule that I used to do really well that I fell off on. Um, the exception is if I have a client meeting, I'm able to have lunch with them if they insist on it. If not, just have coffee because it's like the, the, for me, I, my return on my, uh, money for happiness during the work day, it's very low. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm during the day, it's like you said, you get in the zone, you just want to get stuff done. Like I could care less what I consume during the day. Barring shooting an episode for the food show, yep. right? Even then, I'm working. Mm-hmm. Versus, I'd much rather save that cash to be able to go out with Dana and have a nice dinner, or get takeout with the family on a certain day, or when friends come over, not have to be strict on ordering pizzas. Right. Right. Yep. So that's like a small one. The uh, listening to podcasts, um, I've refined it where now I listen to just real estate stuff during the day versus just business in general stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's. I keep refining them and I try to make them a little tighter uh, and I keep trying to add them once I have a bunch in the in the holster. Yeah. Um, but it's tough because like a week where the baby doesn't sleep, your willpower is low because you don't, you know, you're exhausted. So you're like, ah, I'm just going to have Wendy's like for lunch. I'm going to go sit in the parking lot and scarf <laughs> down a burger because <laughs> or, at that time it makes you Bentley. feel better. But at that time, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Go through Wendy's. Um <laughs> Because you you get so short sighted when you have no t- you when you're stressed and you're exhausted you have a shorter window of like I just want to make sure that I get through the next hour and your tolerance level is versus terrible. when you're feeling good you have like a bigger timeline in your yeah. head you mm-hmm. know it's interesting uh, no you make a good point too when you when you said before about making uh, I, I guess your your boundaries kind of transition for the next level of your success. Right. And I think yeah, it's, it's important. Tough. It's important to and not not transition more evolve. Yes. Once you set a boundary for this you know, relationship in your life, that relationship might not be the relationship down the line. So that same boundary doesn't always have to exist. I think you yeah. have to evaluate the people that you're dealing with as well to understand how to create the boundaries, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think other people's um, characteristics play a big 
they play a big role in creating boundaries when it comes to dealing with with others because you don't have to treat everybody the same. Yeah, yeah, and there's a sacrifice element of rules. It's like you can't have everything. You just can't. You can't do it all. So you got to figure out what you want to do, and then you got to cut the fat from other things that you don't really care enough about. Yep. You know, and it's simple stuff. It's like I don't care enough to be a great cook right now and make a homemade meal every night. I'd much rather just throw in crap in the air fryer and have a a decent thing to eat just for time purposes because yep. the, the return on the effort, it just doesn't make sense right now. That might change in the future. I might love cooking a home meal when I have more time and mm-hmm. things change. But for me, what I'm trying to go out and do, um, I just it doesn't make sense anymore. Well said. I, th- I think we'll go off of trimming the fat. And trimming the fat. Trimming the fat. We've been we've been rambling a lot going yes. on like hour and a half episodes. Yes. Um. So we'll trim the fat here. Do you have anything else on boundaries and setting healthy rules for yourself? Um. Healthy rules. Anything else? Um. So. This is, I'm not going to go too long on this. So one of the rules I've made for myself and our family is that we're trying to build a portfolio and I'm trying to build wealth, right? So a rule I have is if I can, in the short term, get cash out of things without selling the properties um, and immediately, like the present value of the cash is enough to make a significant difference, I want to bet on myself and my family in offense. How do you do that? I'm going to explain it. So like, for example, the, well, the first rule of everything is I'd never sell anything, right? That's mine. Gotcha. Our assets. Your own, your own assets. And I told Dana early on, I'm like, whatever we buy, the we game buy. plan's not to sell. Yep. Because then there's no question of, hey, we could do this, we could do that. It's not saying we can't. In a worst case, I always like to run through worst case scenarios. Yep. So- Dana and I got overwhelmed by the amount of bills coming in because we're spending, when you start construction, you start writing a lot of checks, right? You don't see a lot of progress, so you get overwhelmed because you're like, we already spent this much, but we still have so much to go, mm-hmm. which is fine. Everyone goes through it. So then we back down and we say, all right, well, what's the worst case scenario? Worst case is we sell our investment property, we take that cash, we finish off the project, right? What's best case? Best case is we both have really good years. We're able to front run the cost and be able to pay in two months what's left on the bill with all of our funds we have right now. Yep. Assuming nothing major happens, no big bills unforeseen, right? So you run through all the scenarios. Then your next conversation is, all right, what's the easiest way that we can alleviate the stress of what we're going through and build in a cushion of cash that won't shoot ourselves in the foot, right? So how do we do that? If we don't want to sell our investment property, what other options are there? You can do a home equity line of credit which is borrowing against your property um, in the equity that's built. How quickly in it. can you do that? Just for the just for the typical listener that's, that's So it depends, right? It depends on your bank. Inquiring. So it's basically like closing a loan. So, you know, I don't know what the running rate is. I've never done a HELOC um, personally. Mm-hmm. I've know people who've done it and it's taken like a, a month, I think, to secure. No, but I'm saying the home equity line of credit, right? How quickly, once you buy the house, can you take out that equity line of credit? It depending depends. on it depends. How, how much, much you put down, you build, how exactly. many you put down. But the point being is, the the fir- I'm trying to keep the rule of the first phase of gathering the intel mm-hmm. and getting options on the board, and then communicating the options to Dana, so right. we're on the same page. So that because in the past I would just do stuff and say this is what we're doing, but I've realized that doesn't alleviate her stress. And by her not being stressed, it in turn makes me less stressful 
because no matter how bulletproof you think you are, if someone every day is worried about the bills coming in, mm-hmm. then you worry, right? Correct. And I'm not pointing fingers at her. I'm just saying in general, if someone's has some type of thought and they keep it projects it to you, yep. you you encompass it, right? So get all the the ideas on the board. So the ideas are: if you can't sell the house, you can do a home equity equity uh, home equity line of credit, which is called a HELOC. You can do a uh, secondary home loan. So just borrow against it and have a second mortgage or you can refinance, right? So the big thing with refinancing is we have a income producing property right now, mm-hmm. but we don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot and have it not be income producing, right? By refinancing. Because you, when you refinance, just explain it, you, you also have to pay back. Correct. Well, you pay back your previous loan. And in this scenario, we have an owner occupant loan, which is a better rate. So if we... If we then refinance, it's technically now an investment property. Correct. So the rate goes up. The thing that happened is our rate was locked in a little higher because we did it a while back. We mm. re- already f- refinanced, but the rate was higher. So even as an investment property now, the rate will be less, right? Just curious, what are, what is the um, going, going rate? investment rate? And the reason why I'm asking, because uh, I locked in, when we when we bought our property in 2015 or 16, right? Yeah. The time was much different. So we had locked in at like... I want to say like almost six point yeah. 6.25. Isn't that crazy? Right? So then when we just refinance, we're all the way down on an investment property now because the first year was owner-occupant, yeah. same type same type of style, but, but now got that rate all the way down to like 3.75. Amazing. And you can go lower than that you on a single family, on a single family home, yeah. um, but the, the investment properties are always a little bit higher. Correct. But what that did is once we now took off our PMI, the personalized mortgage insurance, which was about five, six hundred dollars on that property. It's a lot of money. It was a lot of money. And that doesn't go to anything, but just the bank takes it. Exactly. And that was like five, six hundred dollars, I believe, a month that kind of just goes to crap until you can at least have the equity. And usually it gets up to twenty percent and yep. then they take that off. Yeah. Um so once that came off within like the first three years, then we were able to refi and get that. Just want to explain that. Did you pull that. cash out? Yes. Refi- yeah. yeah, yeah. You pull cash out on the on the refi. So the when you pull cash out from refinance, which is where I was kind of getting to, that is tax free money, right? Mm-hmm. So in theory, if you could pull out, you know, X, it's really X times, you know, X plus another fifty percent because you're. It would be as if you made. So if you could pull out a hundred k, it'd be as if you made one hundred fifty k, because that's basically taxes, right? Yep. So. Now we're we're at the stage where I talked to my preferred mortgage broker. We went through all the scenarios, and then I'm like, "All right, well, this is probably the most likely scenario." Which we're we're starting the process now. It's not done yet, but the most likely scenario is a scenario where we can pull out a lump sum of cash that is tax free that would go towards just cushion, and we didn't, wouldn't spend it right away, but it'd be towards future investments and just give us more breathing room. So if we can pull that out, my rate, our rate would go up, but our property is rented out for another 13 months. So there's at least some security there. there yeah. We know that that, so the new, basically the new rate, we're going to be making like, I don't know, say $500 less a month, maybe mm-hmm. a little more, but we're still making a profit, right? So what I did, my the way I do the math is I take the money we could pull out and I say, if this is the cash after everything's said and done, how long would it have taken us to accumulate that with just the rental? With just the income? rental. And then that number came out to like six years. So I'm like, in six years, I'm hopefully we have a portfolio. So Correct. I'd much rather take the cash now 
if you have somewhere to apply it to. Mm-hmm. And then it comes out to we're still going to be making a profit on the property if this all lines up correctly. Beautiful. Scenario. So it's kind of a no-brainer, right? Yep. And as far as, yes, we probably don't need to do that. But if that would alleviate a lot of the pressures that we're feeling as far as you know getting down to the bone, because at the end of the day, the game is to not uh, get liquidated. Mm-hmm. The g- name of the game is not to have to sell. The name of the game is to hold on to properties and improve your wealth. Right. So it, for us, it just made sense men- made sense mentally to do something like this because then it gives you the breathing room and then you're not stressed out about everything and yep. you know you can keep the momentum rolling. But I'd much rather get something that I would have in six years now. Correct. So then you could put your equity to work and our equity in the property is still going to be at 70% or our equity in the old other probably 30%. So it'll be a 70% LTV, which means even if real estate drops by 30%, we still have the cushion. You're still good. Yeah. Explained beautifully. The only thing I would add to that is when you do refinance, it's basically another closing. So there are going to be oh, yeah. closing costs involved in that. So for, for maybe the listener that that is like, oh, wow, I have a home and you know what? I should probably look into refinancing. Yeah. Just understand that depending on the state that you're in, there's always going to be closing costs and it could be you know thousands of dollars. It's going to be significant, but at the end of the day, it's just coming out of what we're the pulling big out. Number, right. So at, I have like, we have the goal in, in mind of what it is. So and just that thought process of how much money would it take for me to get the same return is how I evaluate where to invest. So originally I was big on like index funds and I was seeing the dividends it was paying out Mm -hmm. and I did some math and I'm like, okay, well, how much money do I need in here so that I can return the same dividend as I have in my real estate? And it was like, you know, six times the amount that I need to put into the real estate. So in my head, I'm like the path of least resistance to get the return is real estate. Yep. So that's why I've leaned more towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you should have different venue, different avenues. Yeah. But that's like something we're doing right now. That's very, uh, it's very math financial. Mm-hmm. And Dana's eyes glaze over every once in a while. But you have to incorporate your partners in this, these conversations because you need to alleviate their stress. Very important. And they need to learn because. Maybe the next property, she's in charge completely, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, I think you explained it beautifully. I think that plan sounds- It sounds good, but the really caveat good, is but you it go could f- not appraise out, but I'd rather take the risk for, say, $400 for an appraisal. I'll yeah. take the risk. 100%. Right? Uh, no. Good good tips, man. Um, you got anything else there? And I, I, lo- I love when you bring this this financial well, talk to- it's like to, real life. No, exactly. Doing. And, and not it's really financial advice. No, no, no. Financial peace, though, just because there's money involved. Um and obviously you guys are going through it right now, so I think it's good that you that you speak on what you're going through. The only other strategy is then it would bring uh I'd close out the previous loan, which was with another bank, then I want to close a credit card. Gotcha. So then that whole bank will be removed from my our portfolio. So it'd just be easier to manage. Because there's so many things going on. You just mentioned closing credit card. Yeah. I heard and this is something that I've kind of done throughout the year. One, I don't really have too many credit cards. I probably operate I don't know, between my wife and I, maybe two or three, um, never really close out a credit card. When you close it out, when you close out that actual loan versus just leaving that at zero, that can actually impact your credit. Yeah. So I take the, I'd much rather have the simplicity of knowing that's not out there because occasionally- For fraud purposes you're talking about? Everything. You'll get whacked with- That's a a good point. Well, you get whacked with an annual, Mm -hmm. which will be like, say it's 95 bucks. 
Then that 95 bucks you forget to pay forget it hurts pay. your credit anyway, and then it's 110 bucks. Then you forget that you even have that account. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to be organized with it if you're going to do it. So but. my my thought is like, if you can get things off the books, I'd much rather take my credit. Our credit's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather take a whack. That's it's not, not a serious a whack. I'm just yeah. you know giving giving something yeah. that was told to me yeah. uh, for whatever reason, and it could be it could be ten points on the credit. It could be another um, you know just a, a running of your credit on a hard inquiry. I don't know. I it's think credit a- cards. If you have too many, I think it gets out of hand because yeah. you're like, oh, that's only a hundred dollars on this credit card. But yep. if you have ten of them, that's a significant amount of money. I agree. That's just escaping for no reason. I agree. So I. This is funny because I have so much stuff going on in businesses and mm-hmm. like investments and all this, but I'm trying to kind of uh, streamline everything Yep. because I don't have the time to play around with it anymore. I used to be able to bounce money around and be like, oh, I'm getting a return, I'm getting a return. But at some point, the opportunity cost of doing all that work doesn't make sense. Yep. It's like, oh, you're going to make 100 bucks, great. But in the time that it took you to do all this crap, you're going to get whacked with fees when you close shit out. Yep. And so like that Yada Bank thing wasn't bringing any type of return so i'm like that was the biggest waste of time really it's good to check um but it it it's fine but the return at the end of the day was like a half a percent so it's like yeah in theory you could win a tesla but you're never gonna but win you a tesla you, you know so it's like i'd rather bank on stuff that's actually gonna happen yep and not waste time on some stupid yeah i did like it though it was cool no yeah yeah and even when you spoke on it i kind of I, I looked at it saw it and I was like, ah, it's not really for me personally. Um, but it's always good to try things, you know? Yeah, that's pretty. that's been my downfall is I try too much stuff. That's all right, though. Um, speaking of trying stuff, we are trying to release um, yoga pants. So what I did was I sample ordered prior to, obviously, the release because I didn't want to drop them. And then exactly what I believed is the worst case scenario could happen, happened. They haven't been so delivered. they looked. No, no, no. They looked great. Karina actually loved them. Right, she loved them, but I also gave a pair to your girl Janine. Jamim. Two different body is types. Is she getting a real estate license? I believe so. I oh. believe she's not snoozing on life, and real estate is something that she's because uh, she she works in real estate. Yeah, she works for a firm. For a right? firm, yeah, right? Yeah. So I think now she's Good. taking the plug and and getting the uh, the actual license. But so they have two completely different body types, right? And Janine was saying this term that I didn't realize. She's like, Dave, you got to make sure they're squat proof, squat proof, squat mm. proof. Which happens to be a real stretch. term. Yeah. Um, so on my wife's body, she really enjoyed it as an everyday legging. But then when Janine tried it on, she was like, this is not going to work for my body. Like, don't drop this as the actual yoga pant. So then I did some more research through our distributor. And they do have a sport edition uh-huh. of the yoga pant that's uh, compression material, a little bit thicker um, on the upper thigh mm-hmm. to make sure that it's not see-through and it is squat proof. So I'm sampling items, but I do believe that we'll be able to drop you know, in the in the new year, and I think it's something for the ladies to look forward to. I was I was hoping it was gonna be compression pants for. I us. can do that too. Let's do that because I would love. A pair I can. Of I don't know how I became the designer. You were the Calvin Klein. That's the other. <laughs> yeah, the other thing is like I can't. I don't have time. That's I don't have the time problem. to be Calvin Klein. No, we need. Uh, we need to build out the team. I Listen, mean, hey, you guys heard heard it here first. We're looking for a uh, Calvin Klein designer, the uh, <laughs> lead of the clothing. I saw it's all good. Uh, this will bring us to my favorite section, Dave's Dime of the Week. Dime, dime, dime. <clears throat> I don't see CB. I don't see my uh, teleprompter here. Oh, I th- I was like, I don't see you know? CV. You're I'm like, wow, like, that's a good one. Blind. Wow, know. that's a good one. Setting boundaries is your responsibility. People will continue to do what you allow. You get to decide what it is and what isn't allowed in your life. So if you're that person that has no boundaries, you will continue to get walked on. 
right? And it sounds rough. It sounds it sounds a little sounds a little tough. You're rough. But <laughs> you're rough. I wonder how many people cry when they hear they Dave's diamond. It. No, it's true, man. And if the shoe listen, if the shoe fits, definitely wear it. But you need to set healthy boundaries for yourself, for your relationships, for your business. It's one of the most critical things. Um, and it's something that I'm trying to get better with every day, every year. Um, and as you continue, like Mike said, as you continue on your journey to whatever it is, they will continue continuously evolve. And not that the boundary has to be so set in stone. You got to allow some flexibility, just like everything in life. Um, so hopefully you you take that to heart. Hopefully it didn't stab you in your heart, though. <sighs> Strong words. Yeah. Your, wor- your words <laughs> land like knives. Uh, Miguel's Mantra. Yeah, get him, big. Great show, right? Great uh, documentary that's out right now. Which one? With Victor Cruz. I, th- I thought one came out a while ago. But that's now the I one think I a new watched. one is coming Another out. Another one? Yeah. I like him. Is he still with I'm in uh, that. Nate? Nasty Nate? With Nate. Big Nate. Yeah. It was just his birthday the other day. Oh, happy birthday, Nate. Um, my mantra is a nice, short, and sweet one. I try to keep mine to three words. Three words. I this like is it. from a great man, Jocko, who his whole thing, which I, you know what I hate? Sorry, I'm going to riff one sec. Go ahead. I hate when you listen to people and they're like, yeah, that sounds good and well, but they're right, you know? Like yep. parents- People that are in positions and that are way above you that say something that is like, duh, but it's so true. Yep. I hate it. I thought you were Because I think there's a magic pill to certain things, you know? Yeah. Don't you? uh, Sometimes I kind of wish stuff was more complex. They had to figure it out. That you had to figure it out more. Versus just stay consistent and lift weights. Like, (laughs) yeah, eat healthy. I get it. (laughs) Is that your quote? Eat healthy. But but it it always comes back to something simple, which is very frustrating. Yep. Simp. Uh, Jocko Willink. Willink? Willink, who makes terrible energy drinks. The Don't lemon get flavor. us in trouble. He's going to kill us. Discipline equals freedom. It's something that I think about constantly because the more disciplined I am, the more freedom I have within my business and life. Listen, man, I, I think I, I don't want to sound like a- But it pisses me off. I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but to me, I think the most important things in life are discipline and consistency. I hate you. But am, have I not been saying that? You've been. Everyone's been saying it. You've been saying it. All these people I listen to have been saying it, and I want I want like some magic bullet or something where it's something's it's not easier, no, but no, it's something you got to figure out. There's like you know what's the mystery of life type of thing. Like when you say mystery of life is being disciplined, it's like I wish it was more. I wish it was more. So um, just to that same point, Steph Curry, I don't know if you saw last night. Of course, it was against the Knicks. Oh, look at he threes. dropped the uh, all time three point record. Beating Your Ray boy. the Goat Allen, who happens to be my favorite player of all time, chased him down in the airport just to say hello yeah. to Jesus Shuttlesworth. But um, you know, he of course he did it against the Knicks. Obviously, everyone so him, does something great against him. The Knicks. Reggie Miller and um, Ray Allen. So Steph Curry, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller—they're all in attendance together, right? Sick. Ray Allen beat uh, Reggie Miller for that record. Now Steph Curry has beaten Ray Allen. He did it in like 789 games versus Ray Allen's 1300. Games. I don't that think is ridiculous. If Curry stays healthy, I don't think anyone's ever going to break. Well, his that's record. the that's his thing now. So he made it. He you know he he did a he yeah, did a so uh, young. Yeah, he's thirty three years old, but he did a uh, um he did an interview and basically you know he he said you know the difference maker for him is that he gets in the gym and he does what he has to do right and when they put elite NBA players two guards specifically shooting guards and point guards to train with him when they bring the top notch college division one athlete to train with him they're literally throwing up on the floor because they can't stand uh, they can't keep up with his conditioning cardio and all he does is he does it every single day and he attributes his jump shot 
to being able to go through the fundamentals even when he's completely dead and exhausted. And that's the difference maker between him. Is it easy to do? Hell no. But the key for him is obviously the consistency. What? The discipline and consistency. What um, uh, car, what does it say? Uh, fatigue makes a coward out of everyone. It's a good quote. Yeah, oh, that is good. It's a good quote. You never heard that one? That is, no. I think about it all the time because I'm always fatigued. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a fucking coward. Like, I'm a coward. I'm a yeah. coward. Let me, let me go It's out. true, though, because a lot of, like 90% of the time, people lose their legs when they play basketball, and that's why they can't, they miss a step. I mean, it makes, it's like with life, though. Yep. When you lose your legs, it's like, no offense to people with no legs out there <laughs> that are crushing it, because I've seen a bunch. <laughs> that are crushing it, because no, I've, I've seen, seen a, bunch. a bunch. I have. Wow. Wrestlers and stuff. It's yep. wild. They probably have really big arms. I got to toughen up. I say it every episode. <laughs> I think we all do, man. But that's the uh, that's the journey, you know. And, and to us, that's what the no snooze mindset is all about: daily progress. But as long as you're taking action, that's the key to life. All right. So until next time, we will see you next week. Stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. I thought we had a week I, off. I, I threw you off. I threw you what? off. Oh, I always finish your sentences. That's another Epi in the books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.